blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. Your hosts, Adam and John Spees. Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no holds bar trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, Adam Spees. I'm your co host, John Spees. And I'm your special guest host, Jody Steele. That's right. Today, we have a special guest host because we are doing an all female breast cancer awareness episode for October, which, of course, is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. I personally don't know anybody who doesn't have a family member or a friend or know someone who hasn't dealt with breast cancer before. Uh, John and I, I know we can speak, our cousin uh, had to have a double mastectomy a while ago. Um, she has a, a charity, it's a localized one for uh, some ladies in Iowa uh, that they help support, and it's called Can Do Cancer. Um, we're a big fan of them. And Everyone here at Throwback Trivia Takedown just wants to urge you to do a self-exam, donate to an organization, or anything you can think of to help bring awareness for the fight against breast cancer. All right, so we're going to get started into our game, but as uh, you've already heard, we have a special guest, Jody Steele. You've probably heard her voice on this show before, and she is now becoming, I think, only the second guest host we've ever had, which is mm -hmm. awesome. So, uh, Jody, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh, what an honor. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, so I live in Rhode Island in a, a village in a town right on the Massachusetts border. Um, I work for an ISP. I'm not going to say which one, so you don't judge me <laughs> based on that. I try to fix it when it's broken, I promise. Yeah, so other than that, I live with my boyfriend and my 12, almost 12-year-old daughter and our three dogs and a hedgehog. Yeah, um, she's the hedgehog's like three years old now, I think, and her name is Peach. We don't see much of her because she's nocturnal, so we hear the wheel squeaking, and that's how we know she's up and about. <laughs> All right, so let's meet our contestants. In one corner, we've got a new patron who is ready to rumble. This is her first ever trivia podcast. We're excited to have her on. It's Caroline the Bazookas Bronstein. Caroline, <laughs> tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, uh, so I'm Caroline Bronstein, and I live in Northern Virginia, uh, right outside of D.C., uh, working for the Navy. Oh, very mm. cool. Our sister's actually around that area. I was just there three weeks ago. That's very cool. It was, it was a wonderful little spot. Yeah, I really enjoyed all that. I was like around Leesburg, uh, Frederick, Maryland, and Rockville, all that kind of stuff. It was really cool. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty good place to live, except the traffic. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Traffic and some high cost of living for some of that spots, uh, for sure. Yeah. All right. All right. And her contestant in the other corner. She's lean. She's mean. It's Kelly, the mammary machine McClure. Please tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, everybody. I'm Kelly McClure. I live just outside of Raleigh, North Carolina, um, with my husband, Brian, and our three cats. No kids. Thank goodness. Um, and I work in marketing and product support for a med tech company. All right. Well, for everyone out there, I want to appreciate y'all's um <laughs> senses of humor and uh your patience you know when and if i have you guys we have you guys on the show again i will not use those same nicknames it was just for our special breast cancer episode so anyway your special breast guests special, <laughs> special breast guests yeah, exactly all right uh, let's learn how to play our little game 
Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head -head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of 10 questions in different pop culture categories focused on a decade that will be randomized. If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, toys and games, sports, fashion, slang, news and politics, literature, and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you 10 points. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants, but the decade will again be randomized from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown. All right, now that we know our rules and we've met the contestants, I want to uh, get to know Caroline and Kelly just a little bit better. Because uh, I'm a big nerd. I want y'all to tell me your favorite female superhero. And since Jody is our host, uh, whoever her favorite is will get to go first in today's episode. Who do you want to go first? <laughs> yeah, it's whoever yells it first or whoever wants to just dive in. Uh... Kelly, are you looking at something on the wall to just try and pick one? <laughs> I, I might be looking at Brian's collection of movies on the wall. <laughs> um, I'm going to have to say Black Widow because Natasha Romanoff is probably, well, Scarlett Johansson as Natasha Romanoff is probably the sexiest woman in Hollywood right now. So we're going to go with that. Black Widow. Caroline, are you a nerd at all? Um, yeah, I'd say so. I'm going to come in from the DC angle and I'm going to go with Wonder Woman. Strong. That is a really tough choice because that is probably both of those are in my, my top five for sure. Um, I'm going to have to go with Black Widow just because I do also agree that Scarlett Johansson is the sexiest woman in Hollywood <laughs> right now. So I do love uh, Wonder Woman too, though. So Especially Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman. <laughs> All right. That means Kelly gets to pick first. And from here on out, Jody, this is your game. So uh, let's uh, get it going. Uh, I'm going to pick food. And your decade is the 70s. Okay, so this dessert, popular in the 70s, requires the baker to punch holes in a sheet cake. Liquid, usually jello or pureed fruit, is poured into the holes to create pockets of flavor throughout the cake. That's a poke cake. That is a poke cake. Very good. Nice. It's always jello if it's the 70s. Always. <laughs> it is funny because every time we listen to an episode, if a 60s or 70s food questions come up before the questions even read, it's like, it's jello. Jello. It's always jello. <laughs> All right. So, Caroline, which right. category would you like? Uh, let's go with news and politics. All right. News and politics. And your decade is the 50s. All right. On June 19th, 1953, these spies were executed after they were convicted of providing top secret information about radar, sonar, and nuclear weapon designs to the Soviet Union. I know I have a tab open on my phone to read about these people from hearing about them on other podcasts. <laughs> um, are they like the Rosenbergs? Yes, Julius and Ethel Rosenberg. Very good. Ooh, good pull. Nice. nice. I know that face that you made in the beginning so well. <laughs> I know it, know it face. All right. And Kelly, what category would you like? Um, I'm going to go with slang. 
and your decade is the 60s. All right. Luckily, this descriptive phrase for a high handshake or high five isn't as gruesome as it sounds. Hmm. I don't think I have any idea. Um, we'll just say a spit shake. Sorry, no, spit shake is not correct. Uh, Caroline? Um, give me some skin. Yep, give me some skin. Dang. Nice. Uh, good pull, because yes, actually ripping off my hand and handing it to you, and my skin would be pretty gruesome. <laughs> All right, uh, so back to Caroline, right? Yeah, Caroline got the steal and gets to pick her next category. All right, let's go with TV. And we're staying in the 60s. Ooh. All right, this is a bit of a long one, so I'll definitely repeat it uh, if we need to. This TV actress and comedian was running a production company when she decided to greenlight a sci-fi adventure show called Star Trek. While she wasn't familiar with sci-fi or fantasy, she believed the show would be a success and was instrumental in getting the pilot created. Who was this very smart woman? Can you repeat that? Yep. This TV actress and comedian was running a production company when she decided to greenlight a sci-fi adventure show called Star Trek. While she wasn't familiar with sci-fi or fantasy, she believed the show would be a success and was instrumental in getting the plot crea- pilot created. Who was this very smart woman? I'm not sure, so I'm going to guess Lucille Ball. Absolutely, Lucille Ball. Correct. <laughs> Whoa, I had no right. idea. Uh, no yeah, idea she, that she was part of that. She was running uh, Desilu, and they brought it to her, and she was like, I don't fully get it, but let's do it. And um, with her help, they created the pilot and the second episode, and I believe the second em- episode ended up being the pilot that aired, and the rest is history. That's fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so back to Kelly. I will take fashion. Fashion. And you get the 80s. Ooh, 80s fashion, the best fashion. <laughs> this designer is responsible for Cher's iconic 1986 Oscar look that featured a chain link top, knee high boots, and a giant feathered headdress. I could possibly name three designers if you put a, <laughs> you know, a gun to my head, but I'll just say Dior. Sorry, not Dior. Caroline? Um, let's go with Lagerfeld. Sorry, not Lagerfeld. So it's Bob Mackie. She, he worked with Cher on many, many, many outfits. But yeah, his designs were crazy. I feel like that should be my Halloween costume for this year. The Cher? I'll do it, John. <laughs> chain link top? <laughs> we'll exactly. pay to make that happen. I will buy any supplies you need. I will hot glue feathers onto a headdress. I think you underestimate how much chain you would need to make that top happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Um, over to Caroline, right? Leaf. Yep. Um, let's go with literature. Literature. And we're moving up to the nineties. Nineties. Published in 1997, this graphic novel by Daniel Close follows best friends Enid Coleslaw and Rebecca Becky Doppelmeyer as they mope around their generic suburban town and pine over their mutual friend Josh. Oh boy. I don't think I've ever heard of that. Um, I don't even think I can like hazard a guess, so I'm just going to pass. All right. No shame in passing. Uh, Kelly, you have a guess? Can you repeat the question? Yeah, absolutely. Published in 1997, this graphic novel by Daniel Close follows best friends Enid Coldslaw 
and Rebecca Becky Doppelmeyer as they mope around their generic suburban town and pine over their mutual friend, Josh. Hmm. You know, I don't think I know the answer to that either, so I will pass as well. I, I specifically wanted to put at least a comic adjacent question in this category because I'm not a <laughs> comics person, but, you know, I wanted to pay homage. It's funny you mentioned Scarlett Johansson earlier because she is in a movie version of this, which is Ghost World. Okay. okay. Uh, it's an amazing movie. Uh, Thora Birch plays Enid and Steve Buscemi is in it. It's very good. You should check it out if you get a chance. He's not He's not the guy they're pining over, is it? He's, no, he's a, no. Okay. He's it, an awkward looking mm, guy. I wouldn't pine over. I shouldn't, it's not that character. I shouldn't say they don't pine. There is a little bit of a weird tension between him and Thora Birch, but it's, you should just watch it. Just take me. I part. should, I'll just watch it. Okay. <laughs> I have the uh, DVD, Adam, when you come over, you can watch it. Done. Movie Sounds night. Fantastic. <laughs> right. Uh, All right. Kelly. I, yep. I will take movies. So, it's the first page. I don't even have to turn. No it. looking to your right. All right. Now I know. I know Brian's uh, DVD collection is massive. Right, just uh, right to your right. So don't don't look at there. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I can't see All that right. far. Anyway. And we are staying in the nineties. All right. Okay. Leah Salonga is known for providing the singing voice for not one but two official Disney princesses, whose movies were released in nineteen ninety two and nineteen ninety eight. Who are these princesses? Both of them. Uh, both of them, yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> no mercy from Jody. <laughs> I did get um, feedback that this game skewed hard, so I apologize. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, so 92 and 98, that yes. means not The Little Mermaid, because that came out the year I was born. Um, I think Mulan is one, and Jasmine is the other. Absolutely. Jasmine and Mulan, correct. Yes. Nice. All right. Um, back to Caroline. Let's go with toys and games. And your decade is the 80s. All right. Again, this is a long one. I apologize. Originally designed by artist Elena Kucharik for use on greeting cards for the American Greetings Company in 1981, these characters were acquired by Parker Brothers in 1983 and turned into plush dolls. They became a pop culture phenomenon with TV shows, movies, and toys released throughout the 80s and 90s. Care Bears? Yes, correct. Care Bears. Care Bears. I had so many of Care Bears. Yes. <laughs> right. I've been told I have a great Care Bear stare. Never mind. <laughs> pass, pass on that one. Uh, yeah. I'll let that out. <laughs> I think we should just move on. I'll take music. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> All, right. All uh, right. And we are going to the 70s. Oh, sorry. Music. I didn't flip the page. Uh, 70s music. All right. Um, I have to give credit to my coworker, Eric, for this question. He's great. Thank you, Eric. Thank you, Eric. Released in 1970, the song Timothy by the Buoys, that's B-O-U-Y-S, like the bob in the ocean, tells the story of trapped miners resorting to cannibalism to the detriment of the title character. The songwriter, born David Goldstein, but better known by a pseudonym, is more famous for this song about alcoholic beverages and dunes on the Cape. He's not into yoga, though. I know the song. Don't know his name. So we're I'm looking go. for the name of the song. I'm sorry. The name of the song? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Um, I'm just going to. I don't think it's actually the first line. I think the name of the song is different, but we're going to say if you like pina coladas. I am going to give it to you. It is a tricky one because it's Escape, parentheses, the pina colada song. The pina colada song. Yeah. yeah. If you gave me anything version of pina colada, I've been okay with that. So, yes. Yeah. Awesome. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I like looked I up the lyrics. 
It's uh, creepy. It to the song. It's a Timothy, weird song. Yeah, it is very strange. Um, I don't get it, but it happened. It was the seventies. So you wanted to sleep with someone else. I wanted to sleep with someone else. That's how how wonderful. Yeah. What a great and marriage it turns we had. Out we're, we're sleeping with each other anyway. <laughs> Back to Caroline, and what categories do we have left? I didn't even... We have sports. Sports is the last one, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, oh. correct. And the decade will be the 60s. All right. The Boston Celtics won the NBA Finals every year of the 1960s, with the exception of 1967, when they were beaten by this team, led by Wilt Chamberlain. Hmm. My basketball knowledge is not probably where it should be. Um, uh, the Sixers, sorry, not the Sixers, Kelly. And I know it's not the 89, but I'm just going to have to say a shout out for Ben and go with the Detroit Pistons. (laughs) (laughs) Not the Detroit Pistons. Uh, you were close, Caroline. It's the Philadelphia 76ers. So close. Isn't that the same team or is there a team called the Sixers? I meant the 76ers. I just called them by their nickname. If she meant the 76ers, I will absolutely give it to her. I am super lenient and all about people getting points when they're when they meant what they meant and they know what they meant. Okay. I, I would I would rule giving it because pretty ubiquitously when you say the Sixers, it means the 76ers. So, so that's on me. I didn't even know that that's like a nickname for that team. So that's my bad. I, that's my bad. No not being like not saying the full name. So, so points to Caroline then. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so that is the end of round one, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. And we have got our score update. Caroline is eking just a little bit ahead. She has 50 to Kelly's 30. Ooh, close game. All right. Uh, so then we start with Caroline choosing for Kelly. All right. I'm going to give Kelly sports. <laughs> mm-hmm. Saw that coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We'll get it out of the way. Love it. All right. And we are going back to the 50s. Ouch. Despite being... Yeah. I'm sorry. Despite being known for its love of football, Texas didn't get their first NFL team until 1952 when this team made its debut. They played for one season during which they were moved from Dallas to Hershey, Pennsylvania, and then Akron, Ohio, before being disbanded. Looking for the name of the team. Mm I... Don't think I can name a single team that was disbanded. So, let's say the Bandits. Sure. Sorry, <laughs> Bandits is incorrect. Although, good guess. Caroline, do you have a guess? Um, I think I'm gonna pass. <laughs> so this is a, a very redundant team name. It is the Dallas Texans. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so they so played, creative. <laughs> I know. They played uh, a few games in Dallas. They were awful. They got moved to Pennsylvania. They officially didn't have a home. They were only a traveling team that would play away games, and then Ohio, and then they went bye bye. So seems like a really sad existence, only yeah. playing away games. <laughs> yep, one season. When they moved to Pennsylvania, did, were they still the Pennsylvania Texans? Uh, I don't. I didn't look up to see if they kept the name. I think they were still the same team. They just left their yeah. stuff in like yeah, Pennsylvania. Okay. Like that's where they went to like train. But well, they had a storage unit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They had a guy that had a trailer. That you know. Mm-hmm. Right. Awesome. Uh, so we have Kelly choosing for Caroline. Um, let's go with fashion. 
And we're going to the 90s. Designed by Christina Stambolian, this black form-fitting off-the-shoulder dress worn by Princess Diana to a fundraiser in 1994 is commonly known by what name? She wore the dress after her estranged husband, Prince Charles, admitted in a televised interview that he had cheated on her. Oh, man, this is such a beautiful look. I love the pictures of this dress. Sometimes I just look at it just to be like, yes. (laughs) I'm sure I've seen the name of what it whatever it's referred to as I'm going to just guess the revenge dress. Yes. The revenge dress. Absolutely. Um, we also, uh, also it was called the vengeance dress and the FU dress. <laughs> it basically broke every Royal protocol. It was tight. It was sexy. Um, and she obviously completely proved her point and won that little battle. So awesome. Uh, so Caroline choosing for Kelly. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to go with literature for Kelly. Literature. And we're going to the 80s. All right. Author Alvin Schwartz and illustrator Stephen Gamble traumatized an entire generation with this collection of short horror stories first published in 1981. Mm, I'm going to go with Are You Afraid of the Dark? Sorry, not Are You Afraid of the Dark. Caroline? Um... Is it, I'm picturing this book in my parents' basement, stories to tell in the dark? Uh, It is scary stories to tell in the dark. I say close enough. Again, I'm very generous with points. So they are scary by nature. So I I feel like it's unspoken. (laughs) Uh, My PTSD scary story to tell in the dark is Harold. I don't know about anybody else, but that's the one that caused me to throw the book across the room and not look at it for six months <laughs> involves a uh, sentient scarecrow so yeah that is horrifying uh, yeah <laughs> don't read it at night by yourself um uh, i've lost track caroline choosing for kelly uh, nope, no other caroline way around took the steel yes, and right. uh, kelly yeah. now has to pick for caroline uh, let's go with news and politics and we have another 80s question all right starting in 1988 December 1st of each year is dedicated to raising awareness of this medical condition, which has also been called GRID and 4-H. Um, AIDS? Yes, AIDS. Uh, GRID stood for gay-related immune deficiency before they realized it was obviously not uh, Mm -hmm. only gay people that were getting it. So yes, uh, December 1st is World AIDS Day every year. Anybody else have the quilt come to their school when they're younger? No, mm-hmm. oh, we had like a piece of the AIDS quilt that they had um, and we got to like sign it. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, I've lost track again. It's all right. <laughs> Caroline is picking for Kelly. <laughs> we got you. Let's go with music. And we're going back to the 60s. All right. In 1965, guitarist Tommy Iommi lost the tips of two fingers on his right hand in a factory accident. He began detuning his guitar and using lighter strings to accommodate his prosthetic fingertips, leading to the signature heavy sound associated with this band. Mm. My dad's going to kill me because <laughs> I guarantee that he's, he would just pop the answer right out. Um there are so many options and all of them seem wrong. Um, 60s, heavy sound. Let's go with 
Pink Floyd. Sorry, not Pink Floyd. Caroline, you have a guess? Can you repeat the name again? Tommy Iommi, that I-O-M-M-I. The Rolling Stones. <laughs> oh, sorry, not the Rolling Stones. I feel like John is jamming out to he, a song totally. in his head right now. You want to yep. say it? Yeah, this is the lead guitarist for Black Sabbath. Yeah, so uh, he uh, tragically lost his fingers, but the world gained Black Sabbath, so yeah. Worth it. Worth it. <laughs> Sorry, Tommy Iommi. I didn't realize the black that Black Sabbath started that early. Uh, it, the, 1968, the band formed. Um, right. Yeah. So the early 60s. I always associate them with the 70s too and 80s. Right. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, so Kelly choosing for Caroline. Let's go with um, Toys and Games. Well, we uh, we have yet to have a 2000s question, and this is close. We're going to the 90s. <laughs> I mean, the first half, not going to lie. All right. Uh, in a 1993 episode of The Price is Right, Bob Barker famously attempted to demonstrate a travel version of this Milton Bradley game originally released in 1990. Bob was attempting to perform a tooth extraction on a cranky reptile when he was bitten and lost the game. What is the name of this game? Oh, man. I know you know it. <laughs> This is also sitting in my parents' basement, along with all the other toys that me and my siblings had and have never gotten rid of. I have no idea what this thing was called. I'm going to go with... Crocodile Dentist. Whoa. Oh, that's a pulling a Jonathan. Crocodile Dentist yeah. is correct. Uh, oh, it's very descriptive of it, but how you got... To that, such a specific thing. Uh, I had this game too. I have also have anxiety. This was not a fun game for me. Um, <laughs> I had the one that actually pulled the teeth out. Uh, I guess now you only push them down, which seems more dangerous because your mouth, your fingers mm. in its mouth. But this yep. is probably also in my parents' basement. Uh, I lost track again. So, <laughs> uh, Caroline is picking for Kelly. Not as easy as it looks, does it? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And left we have movies, TV, slang, and food. Uh, food. <laughs> All right. We're going to the 60s. Wow. All right. Debuting in 1964, these baked crackers from Nabisco contain dehydrated cooked chicken and are still produced today. Are those chicken and a biscuit? That it's chicken and a biscuit. Yes. A biscuit. Uh, I definitely remember seeing these in my grandmother's cabinet. I was not interested. <laughs> Funny yeah. story. We used to travel a lot when I was a kid, and a requirement for road food was a box of chicken and a biscuits and a can of Easy Cheese. <laughs> I can get behind the Easy Cheese. I can definitely see that. I could, I, I could stomach it when I was, you know, seven or eight years old. But in your thirties, it, it doesn't hit the same. <laughs> I was surprised they still make them today. I haven't seen them on a shelf in forever. I did not know they had legitimate dehydrated chicken bits in them. Yeah, apparently they they are actually dehydrated chicken and then baked, I guess. Never had it. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. They're not bad. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with movies. And we're going to the 70s. <laughs> Jesus. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory was released in 1971 and follows Charlie Bucket and his grandpa Joe on a very trippy factory tour. Name two of the other four children along for the ride. Just first names is fine. You can give me right. last names if you want. 
you got Augustus Gloop and um, Violet. I think her last name is Beauregard. Yep, Violet Beauregard and Augustus Gloop. Uh, you also have Mike TV and Veruca Salt. Mm-hmm. Violet, you're turning Violet, Violet. Yep, I like that one. <laughs> yep, that one. Uh, Kelly, choose, or no. Nope. Other way around. Caroline, picture, <laughs> yep, Caroline picture Kelly. And uh, so it's TV and slang. So we got left. I will give her slang. And we have our first 2000s question. Woo! <laughs> it happened. It I finally mean, happened. I was alive for this question. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This repetitive phrase implies someone is mentally ill or not in their right mind. Repetitive phrase? Yes, repetitive phrase. Cuckoo. Sorry, not cuckoo. No, Caroline? Cray cray? Yes, cray cray. Uh. That was one of my favorites. All right. Uh, all right. And then TV is all we got left. Yes. Hey, and we're staying in the 2000s. Ooh. All right. Uh, this was a very divisive question between everyone that proofread questions for me, just so you guys know, this was like a 50-50 split. So (laughs) the early 2000s were full of so bad, it's good trash TV. The question, do you remember when pumpkins spit on New York will only make sense to people who watched this 2006 VH1 reality dating show starring a former member of Public Enemy? That definitely does not ring a bell. (laughs) Because you have taste apparently. (laughs) <laughs> I do not. <laughs> um, I'm gonna have to pass. All right, Kelly, you have a guess. Can you reread the question? Yep. The early 2000s were full of so bad it's good trash TV. The question, do you remember when pumpkin spit on New York, will only make sense to people who watched this 2006 v- VH1 reality dating show starring a former member of Public Enemy. Yeah, nope. Not going to have a guess for that either. Adam is I think Adam might. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because I am as equally trashy as you are, Jody, and I watched a lot of these uh, VH1 shows. And, of course, the member of Public Enemy is Flavor Flav, and it's Flavor of Love. It's flavor of Love. I <laughs> was obsessed with all of those bad shows. I recently rewatched Rock of Love, which is mm. so bad. Yeah, Brett Michaels. Yeah. God, it's so bad misogynistic just <laughs> terrible but so good <laughs> i think didn't i think new york even got her own spinoff at one point yeah. for her own yeah. uh dating show yeah it didn't, yeah and then didn't uh people that were on her dating show got their own spinoffs um <laughs> but yeah i remember watching that moment and i thought i was about to see someone murdered on live tv um <laughs> when the incident happened i met mm. flavor Flav right after that show ended i was working <laughs> at a at a buffet in a casino, not even like one of the big casinos on the strip, like just a side casino. And I was literally putting the tray, putting a new tray in and, and I, I look up and all I see is a clock. <laughs> and I'm like, what in the world? And I look up and it's Flavor Flav here to get the like smothered pork chops or whatever it was that I just put out into the thing. And my, my reaction was like, why this buffet? <laughs> <laughs> why not that buffet? Yeah. I guess. Oh my god! Did you didn't talk? Did you say anything to him? Or I was just sort of like, "Hey man, what's up?" He's like, "Hey man," and then that was it. 
Okay. I did not like that job. That's the end of round two, and we have got a bona fide runaway. Uh, Caroline has got 110 to Kelly's 40. I don't know her wagering strategy. You never know. She might be a rogue. She might be a little (laughs) maverick over there. Never know where it's going to happen. So, you know, could go anyway. Let's, Let's say that. All right. So... Uh, we'll dive in. Uh, we need to know y'all's two picks for your categories for the final round. Uh, Caroline, since you are in the lead, which one do you want? News and politics. And the decade will be the 60s. And Kelly? I'm going to go with food. Which one would you like? Food. Good. Choice. And the decade will be the 80s. All right. So if you two could put down your wagers based on... 80s food and 60s news and politics. I would prefer a verbal as opposed to a thumbs oh. up. It is a podcast. Sorry. I'm good. I'm in. My way just locked in. All right. <laughs> All right. Jody, take it from here. All right. Do we want to start with food or news and politics? Either. Either. Or. All right. You're the host. Oh, so much pressure. Okay. We'll start with 80s food. This drink from General Mills came in flexible plastic bottles and featured flavors like Berry Be Wild and Chucklin' Cherry. One variation came with small pellets that when dropped into the bottle would change the color of the juice inside, although not the flavor. All right. And the 60s news and politics question? You guys ready? Yep. All right. In May of 1968, this French president abruptly f- fled the country when protests and demonstrations against the government gained traction. He eventually returned, but resigned less than a year after. All right. While our contestants are thinking about their answers, I just want to reiterate, this is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. You know, if you are a female or if you're male, get checked out. You know, it's about, I think about 10% of breast cancer cases are in males, but, you know, everybody out there, get checked. If you guys have a, an organization, a charity, like I mentioned, uh, for ours, for me and John, Can't Do Cancer is one that we care about. But if you guys have one, there is a lot out there. Um, you know, Do your research, though. Make sure you're giving to an organization that you know uses their funds properly. That's just something I will throw out to anybody if they're, when they're donating their money. Um, and if there's anything else you guys can think of, you know, just help bring awareness to the fight against breast cancer. Seconded. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's so much thinking happening right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You guys got two pretty hard ones, too. I think we got 12 pretty or 22 pretty hard ones, but that's just me. (laughs) (laughs) I am in. Yep, I think I am all uh, locked in. All right, let's start with uh, 80s food. So the drink from General Mills that comes in flexible plastic bottles is Squeeze-Its. We got to hear their answers first. Oh, no! Whoops. I ruined everything. <laughs> That's okay. Totally okay. Sketch just sketch that one out. And uh, how about we start with uh, hearing Caroline's answers? At least I didn't read the wrong category. Caroline, what were your answers to the <laughs> 80s food? I got this from here, Jody. Don't worry. I'm just um, gonna, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> Caroline, what were your answers for the 80s food and the 60s politics and news question? For 80s food, I put squeezums and for 60s news and politics i had no idea and put pierre fromage <laughs> i like that a lot that is perfect all right and That's kelly awesome. what were your answers 
Um, for 80s food, knowing that it was incorrect, because I think these came out like 10 or 12 years ago, I said Kool-Aid jammers, but yeah, I, I feel like that's wrong. Um, and for 60s news and <laughs> politics, I also had no idea. And yeah, so I just, I passed on that one. Okay. And what were our, uh, our answers? Just, it's now? Can I do it now? <laughs> now you can do it. How did it. you stop me when I started reading? <laughs> uh, I, I didn't know where you were going. You very quick. Uh, all right. So, uh, yeah, we know 80s food is Squeeze-Its. Uh, I was a big fan of these as a kid. Uh, mm-hmm. I ate the little pellet one time on its own. Don't do that. Um, <laughs> it turned my whole mouth blue for like an entire day. Um, so the news and politics, uh, this is really hard. It's Char- Charles de Gaulle. Uh, I believe he has an airport named after him. Um, I just love the fact that like it was going down and he literally did not tell anyone. He just left. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't tell anybody and just booked it and was like, no, I don't want to come back. And then he did eventually and then quit. So it's just one of my favorite like silly things in history. It's funny that they still have the airport named after him then. Yeah, he he was in politics for a very, very, very long time. And towards the end, it was a little dicey. But for the most part, he was pretty well received. But yeah, it got a little rough at the end. The French love their coups, what can I say? I mean, that's true. (laughs) No one does revolution like the French. Absolutely. All right, we need to find out our final scores. And Kelly, as you were behind, what did you wager? Uh, I wagered five because I was betting on the fact that I would get it wrong. And my parents' favorite number, they have signed letters to one another with the number 35 for as long as I can remember. So I will finish with 35 points. (laughs) All right. And Caroline, how did you wager? Uh, I wagered zero. Uh, An intelligent bet, yes. So with a final score of 110 to 35, Caroline Bronstein is our winner for the day. Good job. Well done. Uh, Before we go any further, I just have to shout out. Thank you, Jody. Even with that little blunder (laughs) at the end, you were a phenomenal host. And and just so everybody knows out there, Jody wrote all of these questions herself. And in case the, or the way that John and I do this show only one third of all the questions that you have to write for the show are actually used because you have to have a question for every uh, category and decade ready. And so Jody did that, which is killer awesome. I know from experience, it's a lot of questions to put together. And so thank you so much, Jody. Massive props to you. You did an awesome job. You were amazing. Today. Oh, well, thank you guys. This was literally a bucket list item for me. So this is nice. awesome. Um, I had a lot of fun writing the questions. It was tricky. There's a couple I'm glad we didn't run across because they're a little dicey, but it was a lot of fun. I am so glad that I figured out. I originally thought that I had to write three questions per decade per category, one for each round. I I was ready to write 180 questions. I think that's right. Uh, Until they sent me straight and I was like, oh, it's only 60. Okay, I can do that. So it went from like insurmountable to like, oh, I can do that. Um, but yeah, yes. it was a ton of fun. And thank you guys so much for having me. This was awesome. Um, I lost my stepmom to breast cancer a few years ago. Mm. Um, she was barely 50. So absolutely, absolutely uh, thrilled that you guys invited me for this one in particular. All right, uh, Kelly, as our, let's say, second winner of the day, <laughs> how about you uh, kind of let us know, you know, if there's anything you want to shout out? What? Um, I actually want to shout out to a childhood friend. Her name is Leanne. 
Um, she actually just had either her second or third reconstructive surgery after double mastectomy. And she was out of the hospital, I think, yesterday or the day before. Um, so much love to Leanne, who also lost her mother to breast cancer about 10 years ago. Um, so love to Leanne and Terry. And it's just my, my little reminder that wearing pink doesn't provide breast cancer screenings, but Planned Parenthood does. So go get checked um, and support your, your local screening places. All right. And our first, our top winner of the day, <laughs> Caroline, you did a great job. You were awesome. And uh, anything you want to shout out before we end the episode? Yeah. Um, along with, you know, getting screened and donating to uh, good charities that use the money well, uh, I just want to remind everybody to also get vaccinated for COVID and the flu. Yes. Yes. yes please do. Awesome. Science. It works. It does. <laughs> yes, it does. All right, everybody. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I hope you guys think about anyone in your lives that have had to deal with breast cancer. And um, hopefully in the future, we can uh, nip this thing in the nip. All right. That was one, one last joke. All right. For John and for Jody, I'm Adam. And this was another episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast, or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com forward slash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head to head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown. Hello, everybody. I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia. 